Grab a cup of coffee, a notepad, and a pen. Coffee's for closers only. It's time to talk marketing. Stick around, pal. I still got a lot to teach you. Each week, we bring you some of the best marketing conversations with entrepreneurs who are outthinking, outperforming, and out-earning their competition. No frills, no fluff. And now your host, Jonathan Taylor. All right, welcome back to the show. This is Jonathan Taylor, and I am pleased to be talking marketing today with Kenny Wynn. Kenny is the founder of Big Fish Presentations, the leading visual and uh, video production firm with client roster that now includes NASA, Jaguar, Cabela's, and Blue Cross Blue Shield, among others. Kenny trains speakers on how to compel their audiences and potential investors to action, whether it's a high-quality slide deck or a tra- or training entrepreneurs for a $5 million or more pitch. Kenny is uh, here to share some some secrets t- as far as creating visual presentations that really appeal to the emotions and get people to make buying decisions. Kenny, thanks for joining me today. Hey, thank you for having me, Jonathan. I'm really happy to be here. Before we get started, let's. I gave you kind of a brief snippet or everybody a brief snippet about your background, but if you would maybe share a little bit about not only yourself, but then kind of uh, what led you? I know I, I mentioned the the uh, boring uh, presentation that kind of spurred you into action, but if you would share a little bit about your background and kind of the founding of uh, Big Fish Presentations. So my background, actually, Jonathan, believe it or not, is culinary arts. So I started uh, about, let's say, when I was about 16, working in kitchens. Mm-hmm. It was always my way to get out of trouble to do uh, something creative. So food was always <laughs> my passion. Right. And, you know, it helped me... Uh, Learned about the creative process, collaborating with teams. It, it was a very good, it was like the best part of school, really, was going home, be able to cook on the kitchen line, and just like learning from like so many different people from all walks of life. Right. So I feel like that experience there helped me become a better communicator. Because when you're, when you're on the line and it's hot and you're moving food through the path and your chef's yelling at you and you're trying to communicate and go through all this noise, you learn a lot about like presenting information simplistically. To get shit done, basically. Right. Can I curse? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, like, go is that okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's not too bad. <laughs> so, I've heard worse. <laughs> yeah, it could be worse. Yeah, sure. But uh, yeah, so that's always where we're at. But like the actual company got started though about um, it's funny, 20, uh, 2011. and it all started when, like you said, we saw a really boring presentation mm-hmm. given by a Fortune, uh, Fortune like executive. I remember watching the presentation. I tell this story all the time, but it's just, it's still just as painful. Is that when I went up on, when I went and saw this guy speak, I kid you not, Jonathan, this guy had 200 slides. Oh, gosh. Nothing but text. And the thing is, the guy read off every single freaking slide. And because he did that, like, I was just sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, like, there's definitely something that can be done here where you can help presenters become better, better public speakers. You can help them be better, more engaging. There's most likely you can even help the presenter be a better communicator, which is better rather than just designing a cool presentation. Let's teach this man how to fish. And with that kind of mentality, we started Big Fish and started on that. And to be honest with you, Jonathan, I didn't think the company would ever take off in a sense of the way it did. Mm -hmm. It's more like, let's just have some people on presentations, man. And we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we get to work with like GE, Verizon, Paramount Pictures. Like you mentioned Jaguar. Like it, it was just like funny how this, you know, how things grew like this. 
you know, you think that uh, it's funny, you know, because you work with some big brands out there. You'd think that a Fortune 500 executive would know, uh, but but really, it's I mean, the case is there's so many people at this level at the top that that really don't know how to communicate, you know, Fortune 500 ideas, you know, million dollar pitches, million dollar ideas. Um, they think that, I mean, they still think in a sense that people think on, you know, facts and figures and they, they think that that's going to be, you know, the selling point. And like you said, this have five, how many did you say? How many slides did you say? 500? <laughs> 200. Or 200 slides of just endless text, um, stating facts. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And it, it, the thing is, it blows my mind where like, you know, people think it's okay to do this. So like, just shove down my throat a bunch of slides. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, you can be a great communicator outside of presentations. But when it comes to actually presentations, you have 10 minutes to talk about yourself right. or the cause or the investment or really like what you're trying to sell. So it's very hard to be to understand that there's a big difference between like just communicating like you and I right now mm -hmm. versus presenting an argument formally on stage or just presenting an argument right now just between two conversationalists. It's understanding that balance. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you, uh, obviously we've identified a, a major problem, you know, people with, you know, boring presentations, but what is it about visual slides, visual presentations that you guys do, what is it about that that really leads to engagement and ultimately, uh, oftentimes decision making? Yeah. So with us, we uh, when it comes to designing slides, uh, we like to say there's more than that because people always remember the presenter more than the presentation. Yeah. It's very very important for us to remember that is that when it comes to the decision, it's really based on three things. It's not only the design slide, but the content. How, how simplistically are you saying it? Is it without jargon? Is it without acronyms? Are you very upfront and have a clear call to action of what you're asking? But most importantly, it's how do you deliver it? Are you delivering it with sympathy, empathy, compassion? How do you want to intend to get this message across? And not only is it with your tone, but how you also say it with your body are you confident in it? So there's so many different factors, but the three factors that I say when it comes to decision-making with the right presentation, it's the content, what's on the slide, and what you say. It's the design. It's how simplistically can you visually show where the audience should believe in, and finally, it's the delivery. How effectively can you get your message across? Yeah, I, you know, all of those add up. You know, simplistic, I think that people think, sometimes think more is better, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, you no know, kidding. adding, adding so many slides and so many figures. And if I just tell them, if I give them enough information, that will be kind of the tipping point, so to speak. But it, it's really the opposite is true. Yeah, no kidding, man. Like the thing is like, you know, less is definitely more like I cannot emphasize that enough. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading some uh, interesting. I was uh, been reading an interesting book lately, and it, it it kind of falls in line, but it's on, um, it's basically on the psychology of how people make decisions on mobile screens and you know websites and, and the way we make decisions today. And it has a lot to do with the fact that our brains are are moving in rapid fire. I mean, we base we oftentimes have uh, preconditioned 
notions, even when we get to a presentation or a site or a mobile site or, you know, what we're looking at and we judge it almost instantaneously the moment that we see what it looks like. I mean, we base our trust off of that. And it's so true. I mean, when you say keep it simple, stupid, I mean, that's <laughs> that's not yeah. just a saying. I mean, that's important when it comes to uh, creating your story or creating your presentation. Yeah, amen. So tell me a little bit, how do you guys go about when you um, are kind of working with companies, how do you go about identifying and what are some keys to identifying uh, what the core message is of a company and what they need to, you know, what they're trying to portray in their presentation and how you kind of take that from, uh, from what they're telling, you know, what they need to communicate, what they need to get across to their potential audience. How do you take that and change that message and make it more attractive and more appealing? Do you guys simply focus on, uh, the visuals of slides, video, um, can it kind of walk us through maybe an overview of that process? Yes. Yeah, so from beginning to end, when we work with the client, is that what you're asking, Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah. So when we come in, we always actually follow this process of first we focus on the content. What exactly is your message trying to say? Mm-hmm. And do you have a structure, an actual outline of what you want to lead your audience on? So I believe every great presentation content has three things. One is a strong introduction that gets the audience's attention. It can be a story, a statistic, a joke, a fact, or even like a video. Yeah. So the thing that's most important is you remember that when you first open your presentation, you want the audience's eyes on you. Don't be distracting. Find something emotional to drag them in. I like the story format. I've actually uh, tried this as well, and it works. It's actually pause as an introduction. Mm. And what that does is when you pause, all eyes go on you. Yeah. And so that's actually a very powerful way over presentation. Next is there's a clear roadmap where to go. So there's an introduction, a clear roadmap, and usually what I say is that there are three main things you're going to learn from this presentation, and I would preview it, and I would explain. Like, let's say in this, in this talk right now, our audience will learn content design delivery. They know that I will talk about those three things and emphasize on that. But finally, at the end of the presentation, there's a call to action. So a call to action is so important. It's because it's what's driving the audience to move. You can't just like have a pretty presentation deck and don't have anything to back it up. You have to have that that call, that argument, that reason why we're all here should be there. But we identify with all all that content first. Then after with the client, we then work with them on design that's based on that content. We don't move forward in design until we lock down content. And so once we design, we send some comps, say this is the best way we can visually represent this. We also say you know, how can we build suspense into these slides? How do we make sure, like, these slides are actually part of the story, not a crutch? We want it to be mm-hmm. an aid. And yeah. finally, when those slides are done, we work with them actually to deliver the presentation through coaching or through just making sure they have the right body language when we deliver it. So content design delivery legitimately is that process. Yeah, that's a good point because, I mean, the visual aspect of the slides, that's only part of it. I mean, that's only half of it. Um, you've also got to train the person you've got to work with the person that's given the presentation um on work with them on delivery because not all not everybody has more of a charismatic attitude or gets up there and knows the trigger points or the points within that presentation on when to use i guess like anchors or or get in there and use you know 
stories or make those um, those sudden pauses or those uh, crucial pauses at times throughout the presentation. So that's a that's a crucial aspect of it, not just the visual side of it of going through the slides. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Um, so, so once you are you typically working when you guys work with a company? Are you is there a cutoff? Are you looking at a specific time? Are you looking at a specific number of slides, or is it? Let's see, you know how you know how little or how much we can communicate um, as simple as possible. And I mean, is, are you guys looking at a time frame or amount of slides, or or what do you what do you base that on? So our are we judge the way that we judge is basically the time. It's like if you have like twenty minutes to give a message, okay. let's go with, let's go in with like five to ten slides. Or it all depends on the presenter. Some presenters can present fifty slides in twenty minutes, but they're very rapid fire. Yeah. And you know, some some people have that. So there's really no magic formula. It's really at the end of the day what we want the audience to see, what's the main goal in the style of the presenter. Mm-hmm. Everyone is different. Right. Like um uh, when I think about it, you know, everyone says, I want to be like Steve Jobs when I present. Well, not everyone can be Steve Jobs or not everyone should be Steve Jobs. The thing is, like, it's best to find what makes you comfortable yeah. and you adapt to that style. It's our job to make sure we get the right questions in and we figure out what's the best way this person can present. How can we make the best model for them? Because if not, Jonathan, what I'm going to do is I'm going to turn someone off in a song they can't be. It comes off as right. non-genuine or inauthentic, and we don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. I mean, somebody that's not typically, uh, doesn't have a, a more, I guess, more charismatic personality. You try to make them something they're not. And it kind of looks goofy when they go to do a presentation. Yeah. Or they tell a joke that completely falls flat. <laughs> and they're like, why'd you tell me that joke, man? I would, I would be like, whoops. You know, like I never want to be in that situation. So it's important for us to really know the person that's going to be given that big, big presentation. What do you find? Uh, you know, Starting off presentation, stories, jokes, humor. I mean, and I guess that depends a lot on the person that is giving yeah. it and maybe the topic. Yeah, I like stories. I okay. like stories a lot because that's the first thing that you can build with your audience is bonding and rapport. And story, stories, when you tell it in any type of presentation, if you tell something that's raw, emotional, or just personal or funny, and you get an emotional reaction from the audience, mm-hmm. like people are more emotional creatures and logical creatures than we think. Yeah. So if I can tell you a story in the beginning that makes you move, that makes you laugh, that makes you tear up, you're more likely to listen to me. If yeah. I'm going to hit you with some cold, hard facts, it's a bigger uphill battle. So I recommend the story format in the beginning. You, you've got more. Yeah, you, I see what you're saying. You, you've got if you start off with facts, you've you got an uphill battle because these people are just you've already kind of lost them in a lot of ways. They're not engaged. And you really got to have that hook that really gets their attention because I've seen presentations. I've been in situations in rooms like that where just like what you said, the story, you know, I mean, or the presentation, you know, it starts off with a lot of uh, numbers and statistics and people start looking at their cell phone. (laughs) People start, um, you know, fiddling with their pen or whatever in front of them, you know, they, they, they look bored, you know, and, uh, their eyes aren't forward and it has a lot to do with that attractive, you know, that engagement factor with that story. Yeah, definitely. And like with presentations too, Jonathan, like the biggest thing that I see today is that, you know, don't try to be someone that you're not too. Yeah. It's like, you know, that, that's so often that I see like, people. I want to be like this. I want to be like that. It's cool to aspire, 
but it's also cool to inspire as well. Mm-hmm. Like be the best version of you. Yeah. I, I cannot tell you like, you know, how, how important it is to do that. What about, um, let's talk about the presentation slides and things like that. As a rule of thumb, people love, I don't care what you say. People love using bullet points, man. Um, <laughs> I mean, is that something you still, uh, try to avoid or keep them at a minimum? Yeah. Actually, I like one main idea per slide. I think bullet points, too many. There's too many different focuses. Yep. I'd rather use 20 slides, but, you know, honestly, like 20 slides with one message than rather five slides with everything just completely, right. like, just cl- cluttered in there and crammed in there. I, I don't I don't like that at all. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, but yet so many people are just prone to just putting, you know, five bullet points yeah. on, a, on a single slide. Um, yeah, yeah. It, there's no focus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I always think of it from a marketing standpoint. I've always think of it when, when people, it's that singularity of of um, of you know your visual is focused in on one thing, but when you throw too many things at, at people, they don't remember anything because uh, on a screen you hit them with too many options. And I guess it's the same visually from a slide standpoint. When uh, when you hit them with so many things that they have to look at, they come away with not remembering a whole lot. Yeah, definitely. So, what about video? Tell tell us about. Do you guys work with guys in uh, in producing uh, video as well as slide presentations? Yes, we do. So, like the three things that we actually do at the agency, or four now, rather say, is we do presentation design, presentation training, mm-hmm. video production. We actually do a lot of conference event production as well. Yeah. Such as like, how do you create like the show logistics of the show, the presentations, the training? Mm-hmm. How do we plan to like, how do we carve the audience experience? And so it's like, we think of very much on the lines of Disney and anything that we do. It's like, where do we want to take the audience emotionally? Yeah. It should always be like full of delight or surprise, right. but not even delight, full of emotion. Yeah. So with video, it's the same thing. It's like, we took a lot of the simplistic principles that we took in presentations and provided in video. Is that a lot of videos that we watch, don't have calls to action. Yeah. I think that's very important. Is like in the world that we work with, it's like customers should be moved to buy or customers should be moved to do something. If you're not, I feel like you're just wasting it. You're just wasting that ad space. You're just wasting that video production quality that you invested so much money in. Right. So video essentially is an extension of a presentation, except it's more of, it's definitely more engaging in a way of on the online world because when you watch a presentation online, you don't have the same feeling. But when you watch a video online, you know, regardless, you're going to have either a tearjerker or you're going to have some yeah. kind of emotion that's much stronger. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. When you say call to action, and for those that are listening, um, when you say call to action, you mean uh, here's what you need to do next, you know, more or less at the end of the video or at some point. I guess it's typically at the end, but. Uh, you know, at the end of this presentation, here's what you need to do next. Go here, visit this website or go, you know, go do something. Uh, and you know, so what you're doing is triggering, um, that, that action to get them to either sign up for a, uh, uh, you know, free book or a free, um, you know, whatever, a free gift or something like that, but get them to do something or you've wasted that opportunity. Yeah, exactly, man. Like, the thing is, like, I feel like time is a finite resource. You can always, you know, I like to, I would rather be a billionaire in time than money because you can always make more money. You can never make more time. Right. And attention comes in so much. Well, you got so, that right. 
<clears throat> yeah, so to me, it's always been important that we identify, like, we don't waste the audience's time ever. Yeah. Very cool. Um, any tips on for people out there that, you know, like we always talk about stories, creating good stories through your presentations. Um, is there kind of an art or is there a format to creating a good story that engages people um, for any company out there or anybody that's looking to promote um, their business, their products, their ideas? Um, any, any, Thing that you should look for in creating that engaging story that makes people, you know, want to take that next call to action. Yeah, definitely. So, Jonathan, when I think of a great story, I think of three essential elements. Uh, I think of there, every story should have a hero, such as who's going to save the day, or is there a hope in the future? Like some kind of focus that makes things feel great. But the hero always needs a villain like, to combat. So, great stories always have a dastardly villain versus a very dynamic hero mm-hmm. or a hero that needs help to get up where yep. the villain will conquer and the, and the villain can be a problem or it could actually be a legitimate like corporate like industry entity it's it can be anything but the battle between those two is the third essential element and that's suspense every great story has suspense a hero and a villain and the thing is the more relatable you can make these elements of story heroes or villains or uh, suspense the more likely your audience will listen the thing is if you tell me a story right now of how you saw a really boring presentation and how you did something about it, I'm going to listen to you, Jonathan, because you and I can connect on this wavelength and I'd be like, yo, I've actually done this too, man. I've seen this. And, you know, we've, we help combat against this every day. And so it's like, find the right story that you can tell. I can tell heartstrings. Like, find a hero that people can rally around. Find a villain that people would love to conquer. And most likely, find, or like more, more importantly, find the suspense that you can build up to let them know how they can be involved. But what happens if the villain can't be conquered. Yeah. And typically a, um, how would you like in terms of a product, in terms of marketing a product, obviously the hero is the product itself. I guess when you're creating that, uh, you know, when you're setting that up, the hero is always, you know, what, what your product is doing for, uh, for humanity or, or the customer out there that uses that, I guess in that case, the, the hero is that, you know, whatever product it is. Yep. Like, really, essentially, it's like, you know, the power of story, really, what it is, it's so easy to remember good stories. It's so hard to remember, like, long presentations. You tend to remember the stories more because their stories are more emotionally connecting. And that's the way it is. It's like, you know, stories are passed down through generations in our lifetime. So it's important for any presenter to remember, no matter how boring your subject is, Find a way to weave into a story. If you're explaining cold, hard facts, explain or tell a story that you heard, that's whether personal or for someone else. But if you're able to do that, I'm telling you, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to be a much more compelling and charismatic presenter. Yeah. Man, this has been fantastic. I would love, if we had more time, I could go on about this because I have so many questions and I know so many other people do, but probably the best way to um, to find out more about what you guys do is uh, to fish it or visit your um uh, your website over at bigfishpresentations.com. Uh, and uh, yep. I guess I got that right. Everybody can find out more about uh, what you guys do, some of the stuff that you guys done. You got a fabulous website. And um, oh, uh, thank you. And I guess you they, you can connect with, I guess you're on Twitter, Facebook, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, like, with us, like, you know, anytime you can reach me personally at Kenny, yep. K-E-N-N-Y, at bigfishpresentations.com. And you want more info or you feel like you want to learn more about presentations, 
but you don't want to hire a presentation company. Yeah. We also have a book out called The Big Fish Experience. Man, that's cool. That's cool. I got to check that out for sure. Um, and we'll put a link to that on our uh, show page. We'll have this up next week. Um, very cool, man. I know you guys are based out of uh, Louisiana. Are you guys LSU fans? Yep. Of course <laughs> we are, Jonathan. We're huge LSU fans, man. I bleed purple and gold proudly. <laughs> Well, you know, we got something in common because we're both in the SEC. I, I'm a big uh, – I graduated uh, University of Tennessee, so um, – Tennessee, right? Yeah. yeah, we're not in the uh, we're not in the West, so we don't have to see you guys too often. Uh, otherwise, it might be a problem. Yeah, man, but, like, you know, we get along, though. At the end of the day, SEC, SEC. That's right, man. You said it. Well, cool, man. Hey, Kenny, <laughs> hey, man. thanks so much for joining me today. This has been a fun. I, uh, I appreciate you coming on and sharing about your company, man. I wish you guys nothing but – uh, the best of success and you're doing great work thank you john i really appreciate it so are you man it's a an honor to be on your podcast yeah man let's do it again and uh have you back yep. on down in the future i'd love to catch up with you hey take care have a great weekend coming up and uh and god bless me you too jonathan thank you so much yep